0: It is Sunday, October 25th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, Ali Abdelaziz says there is no vacant UFC lightweight title, and I don't know what he's thinking about there. Dana White does not seem to believe Mike Perry's ex-wife, Danielle Nickerson, when it comes to the alleged domestic abuse that happened in their relationship. And John Jones and Conor McGregor honor Habib Nurmagomedov's career in a kind of odd way by placing themselves inside it. And on with the show. I wish I could tell you what is going on in the mind of Ali Abdelaziz, but something's happening, and I don't know what his what his story is. So after the title fight he uh tweeted out answering to a Damon Martin tweet Damon from uh, MMA fighting said as much as I'd love to see a tournament to determine a new lightweight champion in the UFC I think we all know that's not happening make Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier for the vacant title book some combination of Chandler Ferguson Gaethje and the co as backup and then Abdelaziz tweeted there's no vacant title here so I don't know what what he's what he's saying. I know he man, he manages Gaethje as well. So maybe he's implying that Gaethje should have the title because Gaethje had the interim. But that that makes zero sense because as much as the real real UFC titles are just tokens of whoever was the best fighter at that time, which the UFC said something to that effect in its uh, in the antitrust trial. So the interim title means even less. The interim title, as, as we've found out over time, is basically handed out because the UFC wants to have a title fight in, in, a, in pay-per-view main events if it, if it can't have a real title fight in a pay-per-view main event. So then it just makes an interim title fight, and then that serves as a placeholder. So I don't know what what Abdelaziz is doing here. I hope he's not going to hold things up by being difficult with the UFC and trying to negotiate some hardball way to get one of his fighters or two of his fighters back in a title fight. I don't think that's the case because as much as Abdul likes to talk tough and act tough, he is compliant as can be when it comes to the UFC. He refers to Dana White as his friend all the time. He wrote a a pro UFC note for the antitrust suit so that the UFC wouldn't have to hand over pay statuses and payroll and and things of that nature because his reasoning was that if that was disclosed, the fighters would be in danger. But then he goes against that and brags about how much his fighters uh, get paid at times, and we also know that that's false because every other major sport has disclosed salaries, and you know no one's kidnapping LeBron James, so no one's going to go after a guy that's making, you know, twelve and twelve, or even a hundred and a hundred. That's not worth the risk. Um, I know the UFC likes to imply that it pays its fighters well. It doesn't. Even its best fighters are underpaid. But that is something we've been over many, many times. So I don't know what's going on here. If Abdelaziz is pulling some kind of Trump deal where he's not going to say that the title is vacant and that Habib will have to be stripped or something. But the man retired. And the man clearly had a reason to retire. And to disrespect Habib's name and legacy, by holding something up, is just a terrible look. It's embarrassing, but I expect embarrassing things to come from Abdelaziz. He's made a career of embarrassing himself and his fighters, so this would not surprise me. I'm hoping that's not the case because he represents Habib and Habib retired. Clearly retired for a reason. Clearly meant it. And don't, embarrass that man. He he retired with honor. He retired to spend time with his mother and family and he made that clear. To have Abdelaziz do anything but respect his fighter's wishes goes against what a manager is supposed to do. Abdulaziz should just shut up here. Acknowledge the title is vacant and let Nurmagomedov move on with the honor that he wanted and let the UFC move on in the title picture. Don't try and hold it up. Don't try and play a game. Just let it go. Nurmagomedov is retired. End of story. End of story. And so hopefully the UFC moves on as quickly from this retirement as it did from the Cejudo retirement. Another of Abdelaziz's fighters when he said he was retired the UFC wasted no time in getting that in getting that division set back up it, it was days if I remember hopefully the same thing happens here and I I just don't know what the implication is here is doing and I don't understand why but again not shocking from one of the most terrible people in MMA, just not a good guy, let alone a good manager. Just no, no, no respect for Ali Abdelaziz, none. Dana White was asked about Mike Perry's situation. And that situation is that his ex-wife, Danielle Nickerson, in a lengthy interview with MMA Junkie, um, talked about some of the alleged. And I have to say alleged because, you know, it's a CYA. And about the alleged abuse she suffered at Perry's hands. It was a detailed story, it was an unpleasant story. Uh, MMA Junkie's uh, managing editor, Simon Simano, was the one who did the interview, did an excellent interview, a long interview. He said that he had the material to back up Nickerson's claims. Including photos, but Nickerson did not want those published because she didn't want to get shamed by the MMA community. And I believe that that might not have happened, but I more strongly believe that it would have because people tend to not believe women in these situations, even though there is no upside to to saying that you were abused when you weren't. And um, I believe Nickerson's story. I have no reason not to after what. MMA Junkie confirmed that it had uh, in its its hands and had seen. So I think they did due diligence before reporting. And I think they did a good job of reporting. And they included as much as they could or that Nickerson wanted them to. I believe Nickerson, but you know who does not? And that is Dana White. So when he was asked at the UFC 254 post-fight press conference, White said that he had heard that Nickerson asked for a restraining order against Perry, but that nothing had come from it. And then the reporter followed up and said, well, he had heard, or that the report had said something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a good, a good follow-up because it put White more on the spot. He said that he had heard that uh, she had suffered some abuse at the hands of Perry, something to that effect. And then White kind of, Quietly said that he didn't know about that. He didn't know, which someone pointed out to me on Twitter. He knew enough about the story to say that the restraining order got re- rejected, but he didn't know ab- about anything else. And that's, come on, man. Dana White knows everything that's b- s- bad that's said about the UFC and about him. He knows that. And he holds a grudge about it. To say that he didn't know about this is ridiculous ridiculous. He knew about this. He could not have not known about this. He had to know about it. So to deny it is, is pretty shady. I'm, I'm very happy that it got asked. I'm, I should, I'm not happy with the answer, but I also am kind of happy with the answer. And I'm happy in that, in a way that is again, sad. And because we know that white doesn't care doesn't care he doesn't believe these women he always has something to say shitty about all these cases an example is the john jones case where he said he saw the video or something to that effect um, when he grabbed that woman and joe and white said it looked bad for her and he felt you know he said it was more sad than anything but then we find out that jones settled and we didn't hear anything else from white about that And I know that there's been other cases where he tried to spin it and blame the victim. He did the exact same thing here with Nickerson when he said that she tried to get a restraining order, but it was refused. Now, there's reasons restraining orders get refused. Sometimes it's simply that the judge doesn't believe the woman. And that might be the case here. And white is something someone who does not believe these women doesn't. And if he does, he, uh, he he'll never admit it, because that would be a poor reflection on the UFC. Because he will allow, he allows fighters with histories of domestic abuse and domestic violence on the roster, even though he said that he never bounced back from putting your hands on a woman, a woman. But Greg Hardy is in the UFC. Anthony Johnson's coming back to the UFC. There's several other fighters who have had histories of recorded domestic abuse. So White is a hypocrite at the very least. And there's nothing else to say about that. There, And from his, res, his response here at UFC 254, there will not be an investigation into Mike Perry because White s- said that she didn't get a restraining order and that's good enough for him to know that Mike Perry's innocent, which... If you step back and look at the big picture, that's laughable. Will this story keep getting pressed by the media? I I mean, I'm going to plan on keep talking about it. And if that annoys you, I'm sorry. But that response was not good enough for me. I mean, the, the, the question getting asked was needed to happen. And I'm very happy that that did happen. But the response was not a response. So... I think the what needs to be pushed here at this point is, all right, you didn't know about it at UFC 254, but did you read, read enough about it? Did you find out about it? Do you know about it now? And if the answer is no, well, then what, what are you doing? One of your fighters has been in, in, investigated for domestic abuse and you didn't follow up when you, they, you were told about it? Look, I, I do not believe for one second that he doesn't know about it now, but give him some time to let him absorb it, if he legit doesn't, which, come on now, and then ask, someone ask him again, all right, now that you know about it, now that you read about it, now that you listen to the interview, listen to the 911 calls, see the information that MMA junkie had, what do you think now? Yeah, there should be an investigation, and I know it'll be a bullshit third-party investigation with a predetermined outcome, but at least try and go through the steps, at least play the game. To, dis- to just dismiss it outright shows you don't give a single shit, and that you don't care because you can make money off off of Mike Perry. Don't forget, and this again was something that was pointed out to me. If this is true, if this did happen, and I believe, like I said, I believe it did. Don't forget that Mike Perry is his current girlfriend is going to have their child soon. So I I don't know. What Mike Perry's mindset is but for the sake of that woman and 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 the child and the family maybe investigate it because if something bad did happen you don't want something worse happening under your watch now Perry said he didn't do this but I think that was something to to slow the story because we've seen him act violent before outside you know at, at bars at restaurants We've seen him do violent things. Now, he said he's getting help, and I hope that's true. But he's also fighting much sooner than I expected him to because the UFC also said they weren't going to let him fight until he got help. Now, getting help and getting better, there's a big difference between those two. And so I don't know if Perry went to these meetings, went to counseling, and is starting that. Or if he's gone through it. Because if he's gone through it, he did that in an amazing amount of time. So, if Perry's just going into the therapy and the counseling, maybe don't book him a fight until that is, you know, at least well into the process of healing. Because you're doing him no favors by, by saying one thing and doing another. Anyway... I still think Dana White should be pushed on this issue. Give him time to absorb these the situation, so there can be no doubt that he knows. And then ask him again. Now that you know, how do you feel about the investigation? And then if it's well, she didn't get a restraining order. That's not the question at this point. How do you feel about it? Because he'll he'll offer his opinion on 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 unsolicited things. All the time, like Oscar De La Hoya's drug, alleged drug use. He has an opinion about that, but he doesn't have an opinion about one of his fighters who's allegedly abused his his ex-wife. Come on. White wants things both ways, and too often he gets things both ways from from the media. Now that the question's been asked, the door's open. Kick it further open and keep pushing, because don't forget, Greg Hardy's fighting on Saturday. Anthony Johnson is coming back. There's a domestic abuse problem with the UFC, and there's a domestic abuse problem with the UFC management who lets these people keep coming back to the UFC and fighting and signing them. So it's an issue. It's a top-down issue. And it needs to be keep being pressed. And if that bothers anyone, I'm sorry. But I will never say that someone who has a history of domestic violence. Should be able to fight in the UFC. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to work. I'm just saying they shouldn't have a job where violence is the job. Doesn't help. Doesn't help them. Doesn't help anyone else. The only person that helps is the guy that's lining his pockets because of it, and that's Dana White. Make him stop. Make him live up to his words that you don't come back from putting your hands on a woman. Otherwise, it's just a hypocrite. At best, a hypocrite. Something I noticed in all the goat talk that was popping up after Nurmagomedov retired was the way that John Jones and Conor McGregor in their alleged tributes to Nurmagomedov was how they referred to themselves, both of them. And then I also noticed that George St. Pierre did not refer to himself at all. And I think that's some a point that needs to be stressed. Uh, McGregor, McGregor said that he would, it's like second line of his con- congratulations, quote unquote, was that he would con- he would carry on. But no one asked if he was going to carry on. No one cared. This wasn't his night. He was just some dude sitting somewhere, drinking some proper 12, trying to get his name in, in, in the news. And he succeeded because he knows his name is clickbait. Jones said that he would... Something to the effect that he would allow Nurmagomedov to think he was the uh, GOAT until he moved up to heavyweight and took the title. Again, no one asked. No one asked what what Jones is going to do. And I think that I, the way that came across to me as was petty, but more, more than petty was insecurity. These are grown men fighting in a cage. They have no reason to be insecure. They have no reason to get all wrapped up in some fictional greatest of all time award but yet McGregor and Jones did just that and I think you kind of look you have to look at someone's character to uh to say that they're the greatest of all time and while I don't agree with some of the things Nurmagomedov says those things are or are more religion based I think and I I'm much more forgiving of of that than I am of just ego. I don't I don't like I said I don't believe in any kind of religion, but I also don't fault someone if they have it. That's their business, that's their life. I'm not going to interfere with that. I might not understand it, but I can appreciate it and I'll honor it. But Jones and McGregor just talked out of ego and and they are better than Nurmagomedov. And if we're going to talk about character having something to do in that in that in that way in in the goat question, well then those two should automatically be disqualified of the conversation, and then that elevates Saint Pierre, doesn't not, who had nothing but nice things to say about Nurmagomedov and his family, he said he would not um, challenge or ask. Habib to come out of his retirement to fight because that would be an insult to his family. Now that's a better, much better thing to say and much more honest thing to say than what McGregor and Jones said. It, it, it's like, it's it's childish. It's childish, it's immature, it's small-minded, and it, it makes them fe- seem mentally weak that they would have to do that. If you're confident in your place, if you're confident where you stand in the world, there's no reason to project that out there to anyone else. There's no reason to say that um, I'm gonna carry on when the question was never asked if you're gonna carry on. And, and who cares, again, who cares? And Jones, why would he have to say something about moving up to heavyweight and that he would be the GOAT if he, when he wins that there? This is a man who's been arrested, how many times? Who was in a hit and run with a pregnant woman and and ran from that. And and what's the worst thing you hear about Habib? What's the worst thing you hear about Saint Pierre? So, I I really feel that, felt that this needed to be stressed and it it really sit wrong with me and it. Was not a surprise, but I was hoping that they would at least let Habib have his moment. But nope, nope, had to insert themselves in the picture. It's petty, small-minded, miserable, and like I said, expected from those two. So I didn't, I didn't care for it, not at all. And I think that was, and I think that is points off in the goat discussion. If you're not, if you're that insecure that's me i don't know i don't know if others share my attitude about this but maybe some do but i didn't like it at all that's uh all i'm gonna do for tonight i'm gonna have some more stuff tomorrow um i'm working on a a story on habib so i didn't want to discuss it before i got this that story out so i'll be back tomorrow and until then everyone stay safe (music)